The views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters. Good morning, good morning, and how are you guys doing this lovely Friday? It's the end of the work week, Friday. TGIF. Um, it's been a long, long week. But um, if you're thinking Neville had a voice transplant, um, he didn't. Hi. I was just about to, to be concerned. I was like, where are they? Um, no, Neville didn't have a voice transplant. Um, I'm filling in for him. He is unavailable. So I am here in his stead. And um, I'm trying to sound like him, you know. Yeah, I'm trying to sound like him, but, um, you know, uh, you know, the bass don't go any lower. I'm trying to get a bass to go lower, you know, <laughs> but it's always a pleasure for me to be here at um, WTJX 93.1 FM, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. Um, I'm, I love this radio audience as well. So I want to thank you guys for allowing me to talk to you this morning. And we're being joined in the studio. I have two wonderful, beautiful ladies that walked in. And so we're going to have a wonderful discussion with them. And they're going to tell us why they're here. They're going to introduce themselves. And I'll start with you. Hi, good morning. My name is Dr. Latasha Edwards. I am the Community Engagement Manager for the University of the Virgin Islands Center for Excellence in Leadership and Learning. Oh, wow. And I was about to say, you know, she said doctor. I was like, you look too young to be doctor. But <laughs> it's do been a minute now. It's been a minute now. You look good. Doctor, welcome. And good morning. My name is Whitney George, Youth Empowerment Services at UVI. No, it's um about to be a nonprofit, hopefully sooner than later. Okay, so repeat the name. Youth Empowerment Services. Youth Empowerment Services. Youth Empowerment. Yes. Yes. Okay, okay. I felt like it spelled something. <laughs> yeah, so, um, you know, I happen to know you. Yes. How are you? I'm great, Jamila. How are you? I am well, you know, like seeing good, you're doing good things, good things. So, doctor. Yes. How are you? I'm good. So you work for UVI Cell? I do. Okay. Do you like it? How long have you been at UVI um, Cell? So officially, this will be... I'm entering my second year. Okay. Um, I love what I do because it's about serving our community and helping to provide support in whatever ways our other community partners want us to connect and serve. So it's been a pleasure to be in my role. And most importantly, we are joining you today to talk about our Empower You Youth Summit that we have the opportunity to provide to our entire territory. So um, I'm working. I'm busy. <laughs> yeah, I, I see that. So I am seeing, I you know, I have this beautiful poster. Um, really nice poster, Thank actually. You. I like the poster. And um, shout out to Savant Consulting, our marketing team who helped us put it together. Oh, good. It's a, a wonderful poster. And it says, join us for an interactive summit with real talk and mental health, leadership, tackling challenges and unlocking your future's full potential. Yes. So you're, you're going to do all that. <laughs> We're going to 
as you, as you say, um, save the date. So it's, it's called the empower. Oh, it's empower you youth summit. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, I missed that you. That's okay. That's I, okay. I, I was like, it just said reading well, is fundamental. So you know, that, that's key <laughs> that you said that because the, the thing is we don't want them to forget themselves and we're trying to have them bring themselves to it so that they can empower themselves in being active in whatever way or shape or form. So I love that you said that because it opens the door for us to remind them to bring themselves. Okay. Nah, not the moms and the dads and everybody mm-hmm. else's, but we want them to come, to engage, to to ignite, embark, and, and find some life from what we are planning to bring. Oh, and, and most importantly, I see free. I like free, you know, I just had on, um, you know, the, the previous hour, um, we had on the St. Croix Christian church. They're putting on a night to shine prom for individuals with disabilities. Mm-hmm. And that's free. And I was like, I like free, mm-hmm. you know, I like, I like free. And I think the more or- organizations that do things for free for children, you get the participation because you know, um, according to our kids count, recent kids count, um, disposable income it seems to be mm-hmm. uh, um, a, a dream for many in our, our territory and not a reality. So um, this is free. So let's let's talk just the general information logistics. When is the conference? The conference actually goes to... Or a summit, sorry. Okay, it's it actually summit. a summit. Let's yeah, call it summit. a summit. Yeah. February 10th, we're here in St. Croix, UVI mm-hmm. Great Hall. Okay. St. Thomas, we are on February 24th, and that is also in the UVI Innovation Center. And in St. John, it's March 9th. Okay. Where in St. John? Julia Sprouse Auditorium. Okay. All right. So, and um, the, the hours? It's going to work... Excuse me. We're going to say about 8.30 to 2. Is that the time frame we're looking at? Um, we are going to try to engage before. We're going to have a welcome entertainment uh, event hall and everything for the students to participate uh, from 8 to 12, uh, 10 o'clock. And then we're going to start basically loading the schedule. Um, I know you said if we're going to handle all of that in the time frame. Yes, it's going to be split to breakout sessions okay. and panel discussions and stuff to more engage with them. We don't want it to be order sitting there and just being spoken to. Okay, so this is going to be something that's um, engaging, clearly. Very engaging. It's going to be fun. I know we think of teen summits and stuff like that as, oh, it's going to be boring. People are going to be just lecturing us and all of that. But we're trying to really reach out to the community and get a lot of our local millennials mm-hmm. and people that they can relate to to come and speak and engage with them in ways so they can basically understand um, what's what's a generation right before um the millennials because <laughs> I, I i think i'm middle young <laughs> i don't know if, if that's a generation but um it's not i'm, I'm yeah. middle young you, yeah yeah i'm middle young i i don't know about anybody else but i'm middle young I don't know what generation I'm trying to figure out what generation I would be a part of. I don't mean a boomer, I guess <laughs> them the old, right? <laughs> so so I, I think I'm you know I'm, I'm like you okay, know we'll I'm give you the middle there. I'm, we'll I'm, the yeah, I'm like I, I think I'm a year above the millennial, so oh, yeah. We yeah. Welcome, the millennials will welcome you, Jamie. Yeah, because I'm only like a year, you know, from their cutoff. <laughs> But why this summit? Who and and 
why this and why now? Why this summit? Why is this important? So if, if we look at 2023, right, and mm-hmm. a lot of the, the changes and some of the experiences our students were having, we're realizing that even most recently, we know we had a situation with a school bus. Mm-hmm. Um, how can we channel their energy into something else where they can find other opportunities mm-hmm. or have discussions that maybe we're not having discussions about? Mm-hmm. And sometimes giving voice to their concerns help them feel empowered. Mm-hmm. Because th- think about our own mental health. If you have an issue and you're sharing it with someone and they seem to not give your issue voice, mm-hmm. Then you feel silence mm-hmm. and then you turn to other ways or means of coping. Mm-hmm. So we're hoping to give them voice, mm-hmm. give the issues that we've seen a, a platform for them to discuss. They have in a direction that can be beneficial to them and to their families and the community. So now what better way to start is 2024. We're at the top of the year. Um, it's for 12 to 18, so mm-hmm. we have our seniors who might be figuring out what's next. Mm-hmm. Because the reality is graduation is, what, four months away? Mm-hmm. And I uh-huh. have to figure it out. I know for me, when I was a senior, mom was like, figure it out. Mm-hmm. It's either you're going to college, you're getting a job, you got to do something, but you have to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Or we start in the new year with new goals, new missions. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what, what does that mean? And then getting the information to help guide and lead to that. Mm-hmm. And then we have summer coming around, so... Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes summer can be a struggle for some people mm-hmm. because the routine of school helps. Mm-hmm. So we have an exhibit hall as well. So community resources and agencies can come share. We're always looking for more people. So mm-hmm. if you've seen the flyer, or if you haven't, feel free to reach out to myself or Miss George. Um, I have to also give a shout out and a thank you to our other committee members. If they are or are not listening, we have Captain Colburn um, from VIPD. We have Dr. Sarah Burke from Department of Human Services and also Jackie Freeman from LEPC. So we are grateful for for them to um, help and promote and provide these resources for our young people. All right. And let me ask you, so we know UVI cell, this has been in existence. You've just now talked about, yes, um, <laughs> What is yes, Whitney? Escape. No, you can't escape, Mama. You <laughs> Not can't at all. Escape. That's why you were here today. No, yeah, so tell me, what is yes? Okay, upon relocating back home, I, I don't know. I've always been very community-oriented. I've grown up in many different organizations throughout the community, whether it's Steel Pan, Choir, Softball, even Teen Summits. Teen Summits played a major role while growing up. So... I spoke to Dr. Edwards a day, mm-hmm. and I, I had some youth with me, and they always find me to be a mentor. I hear all the tea from the high schools. I hear everything, and even when they're looking, legit mm-hmm. advice. Mm-hmm. They come, Miss George or Miss Whitney, what should we do? Or this is the situation. A majority, majority of them speak to me quicker than they would go to their parents mm-hmm. or their teachers and everything. So I was speaking to Dr. Edwards at the end. I was like, we need a legit youth organization. We need a youth organization that be, it's beyond our community, but expose a lot of these youths to what happens after high school. Um, it was something that many of us wasn't provided the opportunity. And it was more of a, how can I engage with the youth on their level and basically provide the guidance so as an adult, they're more prepared than I was. Mm -hmm. Um, We're losing a lot of them, not only to the street, but also to gun violence. And it's something a simple conversation probably could have prevented, um, being able to provide a safe space. Mm 
-hmm. So yes, youth empowerment is beyond just we're here for the youths, we're gonna provide services, but we're also gonna provide a safe space, which is most important. And I think, uh, and you know, let me get your thoughts on this. I think um, because I'm middle young, um, you know, I, I just drop the middle because you're young. you're young. Yeah, because I'm young. No, yeah. because my gray hair gives me away. Right? It's, I have to cover no. those bad boys. Yeah, but people bleaching their hair to get gray hair nowadays. So I listen. I saw a little girl in high school, and I told her, "Don't ever do that." Yeah. She had gray braids, but I digress. Yes. They, they they don't need not to do that. But um, I have a child in a senior in high school, and I'm I'm regularly on the campus, and I have children that that speak to me about a myriad of issues. And to your point, and I, let me let me hear from you. Do you think that we are doing enough within our educational system to allow children? young adults um and uh, you know i'm talking from maybe seventh grade to 12th grade which is like the 12 to 18 year olds you're talking about to have real discussions about what they're feeling in real time in school settings because you know I, I you know i i don't ever get the videos on whatsapp but i hear about the the the, the whatsapp videos that's going around and a lot of times I get the feeling in speaking to the children that sometimes they just want you to listen. Stop and just hear me. Just hear me. Mm -hmm. What have your experiences been like in speaking to these children and coming up with the development of this um, summit? Honestly speaking, um I would say 100% of it is all based on their opinion, their input. Um, my previous occupation, I sat with, I'll say 65 in the youths in the, in the community, and I'm like, hey, I need to know what your concerns are. I need to know what your troubles are. What are the things you want to hear about? And on a sheet of paper, I got a laundry list mm -hmm. of concerns and things that people just ain't listening to them about. Mm -hmm. And they're just like, Miss George, this is the issue. When they go to within the system, the school system or at school, no one takes the time to hear their side. Mm -hmm. We always base it on what happened, who may be wrong, who may be right. Instead of giving them the opportunity to express why, they probably reacted that way or what happened in the situation, the leading, the preceding um, coming up to the situation. So a lot of the conversations I had with them were more like, Miss George, this is what we need. Mm -hmm. Um, like I said, they come to me and talk to me about everything. Yeah. And they have gone to school counselors and they provide them community resources. But a lot of it is a lot of our community resources individuals are older or of the other, a later generation or not even getting to their level to understand what they're feeling and express to them so they can understand. Mm -hmm. We could sit and give them a million and one things to do and to say and things to do. But are we really connecting with them? Do we really understand where they're coming from? Yeah, and and you know, to your point, um, they feel like decisions are being made for them. Yep. Without consultation with them, and you know, we're Caribbean people, but you know, we 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 live in the Caribbean. We come, we're raised by Caribbean parents. It's do as I do as I say, not as I do, right? Um, and we have this mindset as. Caribbean people that children are to be seen and not heard and 
we have to change that dynamic Mm -hmm. because we are molding and creating the future. future, You know, and we say it all the time, but then, you know, it's like an oxymoron. We want them or, you know, we're juxtaposing, you know, the be be seen, not heard. You can't have an opinion. Big people talking, stay out of big people Mm -hmm. business versus, you know, but you're supposed to be developing into a, a successful, productive member of society. How how are we training them to do that when we're not allowing them to voice concerns, to have opinions, um, to do conflict resolution in terms of if I have an issue with you, uh, it, it doesn't have to escalate. We're, we're, we're fighting or pulling a gun. Mm-hmm. It, it can be a conversation because it can be a simple misunderstanding. Um, you know, and I hear about the the you know this is this is very important, um, but to Miss George's concerns and point, we have to also as the adults in the room shift our mindset just a little bit slightly. So for me, mm-hmm. as a child of the community. Mm-hmm. Um, Went to UVI, transitioned to Florida, mm-hmm. um, assumed a role as a school counselor, mental health counselor in the school system, and mm-hmm. then transitioned to the district and provided support for student services. There's a lot that happens in the school. There's a lot of avenues people get pulled in, right? Mm-hmm. So I would say, me, brand new school counselor, I'm coming in. I have I, I was in a classroom at Central High this week, and I talked about like these four checkpoints. We have to make sure that these kids are on track to graduate, and they have to have these four things. And if they don't, then I have to figure out how to get them there. And you think about that in itself as one bucket. Mm-hmm. And then I have to take care of the kids who are not ready to graduate yet, but have to figure it out. Then I have to take care of the kids who need the help to graduate and figure it out. Mm. And there's so many pieces in a school that is so hard sometimes for them to stop and pause because those are boxes that people can't check and actually see an outcome. Okay. On that note, that's a very interesting note. Um, we're going to take our first break in the second hour. And when we come back, we're going to have um, continued discussions with Dr. Edwards and Ms. George. I'll be right back after this short break. A new year deserves a fresh start. The Bank of St. Croix provides in-person service, personal and business checking accounts, online banking, and mobile apps for banking on the go, a nonprofit community investment checking account, and a 24-hour banking cash management platform. There are two locations, one in Gallus Bay and one in Peter's Rest. The Bank of St. Croix has something for everyone. Contact a customer service specialist for details regarding our nonprofit community investment checking account. Member FDIC. As the news gets more complex and changes through the day, you need more than just a quick headline check. Here and Now keeps you connected to your world between Morning Edition and All Things Considered as the news and the people shaping it are changing in real time. I'm Robin Young. Follow along on Here and Now, NPR News, weekday afternoons. From 2 to 4 on WTJX-FM, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. These days, people go to great lengths to shed the stress of daily life. If their 
there's acupuncture, deep tissue massage, meditation, yoga. At All Things Considered, we offer our own type of healing, invigorating news stories that span the rainbow of human experience. Nourish your mind and escape from the ordinary. Weekdays on All Things Considered from NPR News. From 5 to 8 p.m. right here on WTJX FM 93.1. Hi, I'm Peter Sagal. You spent the week listening to the news. Don't you think you deserve to show off what you've learned on Wait, Wait, We Give You a Chance to Impress Your Friends with Your Knowledge of International Incidents, Political Gaffes, and the Latest Advancement in German Nudists? You'll be the life of the party or the death. Either way, you'll make an impression and you can thank Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me from NPR. Saturdays at 1 p.m. and Sundays at 2 p.m. right here on WTJX FM 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. We are back. If you guys are just tuning in, you are at WTJX 93.1 FM, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. And it is not Neville. Somebody texted me and said, you sounded like Neville more and more, man. And I'm like, wow. Oh, that's not nice. You know, I didn't think so, you know. But then I, you know, but then I, um, I took it as a compliment because, you know, Neville have the, the gift of gab like I do. And he just sounds smart sometimes, you know? So I'm, I'm thinking, you know, maybe they meant I was sounding a little bit smart, right? I, you know, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look for the positive in that text, you know? They had better mean it like that. <laughs> you know, but, you know, Neville has a, a wonderful audience that um, allows me to come and fill in for him when he's not um, here and they embrace me. So uh, I want to thank Neville's audience here on Analyze This. You guys are wonderful. All right. But right before the break, we were talking about all of the buckets that the school counselors. So I, you know, I'm thinking about what you said. I was thinking about what you said during the break. And I think most schools probably just like at Central High School, I can only talk for what I know, right? My son is in 12th grade and there's like a 12th grade counselor, mm-hmm. like one counselor. No, Well, I have 10, well, 11 and 12, but that's another conversation. Yeah, but I, I think, well, you know what? I don't, I don't know what other grade, miss, you know, let me, let me take it back. There's a counselor for 12th grade named Dr. Duran. Yes. I don't know if Dr. Duran does any other class, any other grade, but, um, she is the twelfth grade counselor, and you know, I to text her and our and regular. She's very responsive. You know, shout out to Doctor Merle. I think her first name is Merle Duran. Lad, Doctor Duran. If a mall, y- y'all know who I'm talking about, right? <laughs> I think it's Merle, Doctor Duran. I'm not sure. It's okay. Lord, I don't. Yeah, it's gonna bother me that I forget her name, right? No, but you have it correct. Dr. Duran is Dr. Duran. Yeah, I didn't baptize her. I don't need to know their first name. So, (laughs) so, um, and you know, she has to deal. Like my son, it has a. He's getting an IEP diploma, so she has to deal with the special needs population in the school. Then she has to deal with the regular children. And so, to your point. Um, as a counselor, you know, traditionally school counselors are seen as not as a resource to go to if you're having, you know, emotional issues. You know, the counselor was just and, and this is me, my understanding from when I graduated, you know, 10 years ago. Um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The counselor is just make sure you get in the right classes, you get the credits that you need 
to graduate. That's what we thought of counselors. Mm-hmm. But counselors, by, by the nature of their, 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 their title. name, the mm-hmm. title, um, they're supposed to be guiding and helping. And, you know, theoretically, if you have an issue, you're supposed to be able to come and say, you know, um, you know, my boyfriend break up with me. I don't want to come to school anymore because I'm going to see him and, you know, I'm going to skip class. I'm just using an extreme example. And, no, that's the right example. That's a very oh, accurate oh, example. That's oh, for real? That is, oh, oh, yes. That is minor to what you're saying. <laughs> oh, well, see, I don't even know because I know in high school I couldn't even have a boyfriend. My grandmother would have just go Time crazy. But, <laughs> but, you know, and, you know, you have to be equipped to deal with that. And so, and I think that we're seeing and you know based on the kids count survey you know we our children suffered you know two category 5 hurricanes in a in a span of two weeks then we, we you know we weren't completely rebuilt um you know we have issues with you know reliability of power and then we we were struck with this covid mm-hmm. they they had to be indoors our children have been enduring a lot of you know environmental trauma beyond their control and you know as adults you know we have some coping methods um some adults cope better than others but are we connecting with our children and i see that one of your topics is mental health Mm -hmm. so um do you find that there is a, a void a delta in how we speak to our children about their their mental health, well-being, and um, and what are your thoughts about improving? You know that in for our children. So it it's funny. Um, so I taught a class at UVA as well, and okay. when we would have conversations about mental health, whether it's our psychology class or we had a social science class, the echoed conversation would be their parents would say you don't have anything to worry about you ain't got no bills to pay all you do is go to school and i pay for you and i do and that that's the language that we use because that's the language we understand right i'm guilty of that i, I have a seven and a three-year-old and i say that all the time i'm, I'm so <laughs> i am Look, so guilty of that people will say how are they doing i said i don't have nothing to worry about they get dropped off picked up fed so unfortunately our culture has taught us mm-hmm. to map measure our stress by things we're responsible for, mm-hmm. right? And we exclude the emotional impact, the things that they do worry about at their level has on their physical well-being. Mm-hmm. So they don't have bills, and that's not a priority for them. But having relationships that are meaningful is a priority for them. Mm-hmm. And when they don't have a place of belonging, they can't connect. They're struggling with understanding themselves I felt for me as a senior in high school, the hardest thing was making the decision of what to do with my life next to the point where it caused a whole change in who I was. I became more withdrawn. And I, I could say that now, mm-hmm. um, but in the moment, it was it was a lot. And it was still, well, you don't have nothing to worry about. Just pick something and do what you got to do. And mm-hmm. that's, that's life. But it becomes those life path decisions that are so impactful that sometimes we as the adults feel like they're not as important, but who's to say it's not important to them? You might have a pet, mm-hmm. and you might love your pet. And I'm like, why is she so worried about his pet? Mm-hmm. Okay. But that, it means a lot to you. Yeah, I see that. And I, I, you know, 
I, I don't think that that pet <laughs> example that I will ever be able to understand. I think I have a mental block when it comes to that because I, I see people holding these little dogs <laughs> in blankets and yeah, in strollers and, and, in hot spot. and in purses. Emotional and support. I've had students no. who have to yes. have a pet that becomes their emotional support. And, and provides that release of anxiety or helps with their depression. Like, and, and for others, their pet becomes a part of their family. Yeah. But I'm saying that to say, is their, their experience not yes. valued? Yeah. And I have to see them where they are mm-hmm. and understand that. And as adults, sometimes we don't pause enough to see them where they are and understand that. And, you know, that's so interesting because, um, you know, I have two sons um and my younger has uh, an intellectual disability and you know i have this conversation regularly with his dad in terms of oftentimes i don't know how he feels you know we know if he's up if if, if he's in a place and he doesn't want to be there he'll tell you he doesn't want to be there mm-hmm. he'll be like i'm ready to go home um you know, if he likes somebody, you know, Miss George can attest to this. Her mother is the, the, the apple of his eye. <laughs> you know, he, he can be affectionate. But there are times when I see him and I know that, you know, he's thinking about something. And even with children with disability, you know, and, you know, I can imagine how, you know, parents of children without a disability may be, you know, feeling as well, you know, but... There are times where I feel like he's trying to express something or he has heard something because, you know, sometimes we take for granted the information children with disabilities can um, interpret and process. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, you know, and I try to get him to understand his, you know, emotions. Are you feeling sad? Are you not happy? Are you feeling anger? Um, And those types of emotions. And I think that parents with non-disabled children when their children they don't they don't ask those questions because they feel as if the child should be able should be able to communicate and so i think that they take for granted that they haven't developed the skill to be able to express and communicate effectively exactly. what they're feeling in real time. Are you sensing I that that's definitely 100% in agreement? And more importantly, is beyond that, a lot of parents shut down emotions. And you may see your daughter in a corner, like you say, you see your son, like he's trying to figure out his emotions mm-hmm. or something, and they don't pay it no mind. Mm-hmm. And kids now feel like the safe space they can't speak to mom because mom is probably always angry or mom doesn't even care enough to find out what the bottom the root of the situation may be mm-hmm. yeah i could tell you my situation but you're like okay i'm gonna figure, figure it out or provide the guidance they need so they completely block that avenue up they reach mm-hmm. out to the teachers the teachers have they themselves have enough going on so yeah they might provide guidance but at the end of the day, it's probably not the guidance they need right now. It mm-hmm. might be the the long version more than the direct version. Mm-hmm. And then they go to their peers, 
We all know how peer pressure is. Mm -hmm. So that's a whole different, you don't even know what that situation may be after that. Mm -hmm. So as a community and in households, if you're not, if I'm not safe at home expressing myself, I put myself in a situation where mentally it's on my mind. It's probably frustrating me. It starts to um, move on to my emotions and my behaviors. Now it's more, it's bigger than it needed to be. All because I didn't have somebody I could speak to. Okay. And and so with that in mind, you know, some of the, the experiences we've been talking about, how will this empower you? Because, you know, that you is very important in your in your theme for your the naming of your summit. What is it that you're hoping to do at this conference? And, you know, what type of platform is it? peer-to-peer leadership? Are you bringing in individuals that will be able to, you know, give the the attendees um, tools to address some of these um, areas of concern, such as, you know, mental health being, um, you know, um, making the right choices and stuff? How do you envision, because I know this is just a save the date and you're still going through your, your development or, or yeah, or maybe you're not. Maybe you don't do, but yeah. one kind of solid. <laughs> yeah, so I think I you know. got the wrong part. I, I but we solid. <laughs> but we we are still finalizing a few details. I will mm-hmm. say that. But um, I think we want this opportunity to definitely embody everything you just discussed. Mm-hmm. Um, we're hoping that it gives them the resources. We want them to understand, kind of like what we've been talking about in the past few minutes, that they're heard and they're seen. And that even if they feel like some of their issues haven't been recognized, that they are recognized and create a platform for the conversation. We don't want this to be a one and done. Mm-hmm. Um, in a perfect world, what I would also like to do is have a parent opportunity for them to all get together. So I, I came from a world where we did parent academies on Saturday mornings. Mm-hmm. And we did every day. They used to put me to work. I remember I, I that. Did. That was that was that was, that was from me in no, Florida. I did no, one. they I had did a, a parent cafe for MCH. Yes, a year. It had, I did a baby shower and then we did a parent it, meet and greet. No, I, I, we didn't. We have something here. A parent. I think Dr. Burke said they were they parent were. academies. It had one with Janet Bro. Yes, Janet I've Bro. Yes, that. Janet Bro. Um, oh boy, I don't remember when. Because I and I remember she brought in Judge Mathis and mm-hmm. I was on stage with Judge Mathis. I was a speaker. I, yeah, he had a, like a parent. It was a, it was a team. No, it was a parent academy. A parent academy. There was like a parent academy, and um, so it's something that may not have been done on the level that you're talking about. But in the perfect world, you want to explain that just a little bit more. <laughs> we have to come up to our second break, but. We'll let you explain this while we're working up to our second break. And then um, when we come back, we'll continue the discussion, of course. But tell us in the perfect world so, how that would work. So it's all the pieces we kind of talking about right now, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I've always had the pleasure of working with high school students, middle and high school um, elementary our parents are very hands-on in that process because they're still our babies you still see them you're not ready to release control there's one teacher in the classroom if you like them they like you your kid loves them that's it and then when we transition to middle school with or junior high with all these other teachers Mm -hmm. and so much other things and of course it's that period of them trying to figure out themselves as well move from 
not being a child into adolescence, it's a rocky period for me to understand. I love my high school kids mm-hmm. because they've they've pretty much already figured it out. So that yeah, that junior high is when they're beginning to smell themselves. <laughs> yes, you know, that's when you know that, that, that's, that's what we say. That's what we say, right? They're beginning to smell themselves. So, but and, they still need the support. Yes, they do, and they still need the grooming of how we would like them to transition into adolescence and then become adults. Mm -hmm. The problem is, even though we feel like it's all about their friends and they don't want to talk, you still have to create a space to do that. So in our class the other day, we were having our lifespan discussions and we were pulling out data and statistics and research. And even something as simple as having one meal a day, five days a week, Mm -hmm. changes the trajectory of a child's life. Like, just taking a pause to create family time and a family space. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we're so busy going along our day. Trust me. We all are, right? You get home at 5. If you either heating up something or not 5, maybe 5, 36. Mm -hmm. And then you're trying to move through the day to get to bed, to get to this, to get to that, to Mm -hmm. get to the next day. We don't take a minute to kind of pause. Mm -hmm. And it not only affects their growth, but our growth as well. And then you see we start to become more and more detached as Mm -hmm. a unit. And then by high school, they get more involved in activities and events or their friends Mm -hmm. because we've already created a space to become detached. So Mm -hmm. talking about how we help support them, also getting support themselves Mm -hmm. as to what that means, whether it's a mom who's just found out I have a child who has a disability or I have a mom who's trying to figure out what happens now my child finishes or Mm -hmm. is going to complete high school. Mm -hmm. What do we do to support them? Or I have a parent who is trying to figure out like let's say have had life challenges Mm -hmm. and they really haven't been the parent they would like to be but want to be that parent now Mm -hmm. or what does the school need from me what does the community it is being pulled in so many directions but creating an opportunity for us to have those conversations in one space just like we have breakout conversations for our students here all right that sounds like it's doable it it sounds yeah but it's doable (laughs) it's doable so um, we're going to take um, the final break. And when we come back, I am having a wonderful discussion with Dr. Edwards and Ms. George. And we'll be back right after this short break. that black smoke was constantly coming out of the burn pits 24 seven. And my reaction to it was like, wow, that doesn't sound very safe. Wonder what that's about. And in my mind, I couldn't imagine at the time that type of system operating could potentially harm our service members. Journalism that seeks and reveals. That's On Point with me, Magna Chakrabarty. Weekdays at 1 p.m. on WTJX FM 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. The PBS NewsHour has a rich legacy of in-depth reporting and strong storytelling. Only four people have sat in that chair before us, and the enormity of this moment is not lost on me. People turn to us because they know they can hear from trusted sources of information and news. 
That won't change a bit, even as the faces behind the desk change. Good evening. I'm Jeff Bennett. And I'm Amna Nawaz. Weekdays at 7 p.m. on WTJX-TV, Channel 12. How do we know words? How do we accumulate words? Writer Edna O'Brien. Are they there in us before we know them? She follows a quest many writers can understand. As if these words were the generators of some kind of magic. Authors, artists, sports, news, and maybe even some magic. Every Saturday on Weekend Edition from NPR News. Weekend Edition, Saturdays at 8 a.m. on WTJX-FM 93.1. The PBS NewsHour has a rich legacy of in-depth reporting and strong storytelling. Only four people have sat in that chair before us, and the enormity of this moment is not lost on me. People turn to us because they know they can hear from trusted sources of information and news. That won't change a bit, even as the faces behind the desk change. Good evening. I'm Jeff Bennett. And I'm Amna Nabaz. Weekdays at 7 p.m. on WTJX-TV, Channel 12. We are back. Um, I am having a wonderful discussion with Dr. Edwards and Miss George, and we're talking about the Empower You Youth Summit. So let's just remind the audience um, the save the dates, the dates that it's happening. Um, so we are on St. Croix, February 10th. Um, we will be at the UVI Great Hall. Um, the Times registration link is available. If you haven't received it, I'm going to go ahead and put my number out there. This might be rough. <laughs> 692-4112. If you give me a call. No, no. Um, UVI number. Yeah, so, my yeah. UVI number, 692-4112. Unfortunately, it's also on my cell phone, so sometimes I find myself answering at mm-hmm. all random mm-hmm. non-work hour times. <laughs> However... Um, I try my best to be diligent about responding as soon as possible. Um, but we have our link available. The information has been sent to schools. If you are on Facebook, you can always go to our UVI Cell Facebook page, our Youth Empowerment Services Facebook page. I've seen a flyer shared a few times. There's a QR code. Um, or if you want, just visit our Facebook page and the information is there. Um, I believe UVI has posted it as well as their, on their social media, Instagram pages. But our February 10th date is our first date. We'll be on St. Croix in the UVI Great Hall. Um, February 24th, we're on St. Thomas mm-hmm. at the 13D Innovation Center. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we are on St. John on March 9th at the Julia Sprouse School. So we are so glad to bring it home to everyone. Um, for free. For, for, yeah, for and free. Yeah, yeah, for free. <laughs> Yeah, lunch will be provided also for free. Oh, are you getting okay? So the conference is free and again free food. food. It's free free. Free free. free. So it's free free. You're also gonna get. You never know who you might pop run into. There's all kind of individuals in the community that's heavily involved. um, Peer to peer relationships. People that we see, the youths talk to. We've reached out to just be there physically, have that conversation with them, tell their journey, 
and stuff. Again, we want it to be a safe space. Mm -hmm. So majority of everybody that's been being there, we're going to tell them, hey, this happened. We're going to have everything going through. They're going to go through their experiences. It's open for you to have one-on-one -on -one discussions with any individual that whether they're a breakout room, a panelist, have that. We encourage you have that conversation. So I'm going to address the, the mom calls that I've gotten this week. So, so let me address a couple of things. When we register for any of the moms who are registering their kids, I, I said I was a school counselor. I know mm -hmm. what it's like. Y'all do it because the kids will have the emails, never check the email. You want to mm -hmm. know what's going on. I'm okay with that. Please mm -hmm. make sure you put your child's name, even if you're using your email address. Okay. Um, we are using our UVI cell platform for a number of reasons. We have a lot of programs, mm -hmm. a lot of trainings and opportunities. Um, like right now, we are running a pilot program for students at the high school don't ask me all the details, unfortunately, but it's free. <laughs> we have a free, okay. drone, free drone program that we're offering oh, okay. to our students as well. And sometimes we go through the route of connecting at the school and the, the counselor, um, Facebook pages. But if you are tapped into our page, then you get all of that and the information directly. Um, so whenever we have courses, trainings, free opportunities that are of interest to those that we are serving in the community, one thing I appreciate about my director, Dr. McGrath, is she always tries to find the pulse of what the community needs. So even if I, someone comes to me and I go back to her and I'm like, what do you think about this? She was like, well, what is the employability rate for that program look like for our community. Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna sign somebody up and give them a training if it doesn't provide a turnaround for them to have a job mm -hmm. and build a career. So that's why we're using that platform. If there are any questions, yes, you have to create an account. Um, you may not be able to use the same email twice, but please make sure it's your child's name on the application so that when we check them in and give them their bag, um, it is the child who's supposed to be participating. Um, we are going to be also registering at the event. Um, I kind of scared to say that because we may not be. We would prefer prepared. you register prefer so we are prepared for you. And we're prepared. However, mm -hmm. we're not going to turn you away. Um, yes, yeah, so go on, get on the registration. Parents, I know it may be a great event. You think it's amazing. At least try to encourage your youth, your student, your youths about what the event is, show them the flyer and let them have preview of what their day may be like. What I kind of don't want and want to avoid is children being forced to come and it's more of a, I'm just here because I'm here. Mm -hmm. And they're not engaging or they don't want to speak to nobody. We want to keep the moment alive mm -hmm. and have an eventful day. Um, Dr. Edwards. So, so, so this is a, the, the counselor in me, right? I like the wallflowers mm -hmm. to an extent because they're sitting there, they're listening, and they're paying attention. They just don't understand what safe space means yet. So we want them to come if you know you have the kid who is listening and they're connected and they might come back and tell you what it's about because I know something might help bring them out of their shell. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I told the class when I was there, this, this was not me in high school. Mm -hmm. Like, I was good with my friends. But mm -hmm. in the classroom, we were di different people, Miss George. And she knows same. that. So yeah. I, I was not the outspoken, like, I'm the butterfly. talk in your uh -huh. space. I would be seen. Mm -hmm. I would speak when spoken. 
but not necessarily completely out there. And it was because of community members who provided a safe space and would say, I think you'd be really good at this. Mm. Or can you come do this? And it was crazy that the more I did it, I would have persons who are older than me still say they would look up to me because of my influence. Okay. And that's what kind of pushed me more okay, I um, see, and I created see a space for me more. So they might not understand what safe means because they've never had the opportunity to have it. So mm-hmm. don't keep your wildflowers home. Bring oh. them out. Yes. Bring so, them out, bring them out, bring so them out. all children, you know, <laughs> 12 to 18 should. 12 to 18. 12 to 18. 12 to 18. Mm-hmm. So let me, you, you mentioned something. So you guys know each other in high school? No. that. <laughs> transparent moment (laughs) dr edwards is my mentor she's like that's my safe space okay and it's in conversations with different frustrated events and series of life where we got here okay good and honestly speaking it's created collaborating with uvi cell it was like perfect Mm -hmm. it was the missing key sorry missing Mm -hmm. key Mm -hmm to a lot of things in my life because I love the youths. I love working with them. Mm-hmm. I feel that I connect well with them, but it was getting the com- getting into the community mm-hmm. where I can be more of an influence. And and it uh, it provided you the, the platform. The platform. And so, you know, um, I'm working on a, a, you know, we have a women's event and I'm working on it. And so the, I saw something the other day that said empowered women empower women and uh you know and i when i saw this empower you it's so important that as we become empowered Mm -hmm. that we don't forget to empower those who have yet to become into their power agree see yeah and i think um that you know you're giving the children the opportunity to do so and i think that one of the best ways is to allow children to begin that communication because communication um and you know when people think about communication they think about just talking 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 no um you know you communicate in different in different manners um you know you may not be a speaker um you may be a writer um mm-hmm. and that's your your means of communicating you may be a um what i'm seeing here in your on your your flyer um it seems like you're you want to get all of the different you know i don't like to label people but all of the different labels of children you can possibly have you want to be able to do something for all of them during um this conference and i i like your tagline ignite inspire <laughs> embark so you know um you want to tell me who wants to you know explain the ignite the inspire and the embark because i you know i've already come up with my my reasons for why y'all did it but let me hear from you (laughs) okay i feel the eyes coming over here yeah (laughs) no i I can speak so um when when we think about our culture right one Mm -hmm. of the biggest things we talk about is the spirit of the fire bond Mm -hmm. and we like to talk about the flames and Mm -hmm. even flames themselves fire is a rebirth of next phases and who we are and who we want to be so if we are creating a flame we don't want it to be smoldered um but we want it to create the next phases of what they want to do 
and then engage them with the right people. So um, CFBI did a presentation for a CPM class that we offer with the Department of Personnel. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that she had mentioned in a scholarship opportunity is that their lawyers for a scholarship that they offer that we have local lawyers wherever they are because I don't I didn't know who the people were mm -hmm. but they're mentoring young people who want to be lawyers right mm -hmm. so how do we engage them in understanding mm -hmm. what they could do because sometimes we feel like what we want isn't something that's recognized I think COVID taught a lot of people that mm -hmm. like that's an idea try mm -hmm. your idea mm -hmm. it might work mm -hmm. and then also embark on this journey life is is it's a journey it's not a right wrong path we always at forks in the road. You pick the road you want to take, and then you embark on that journey. So what what is the next step going to be? Whether you are a eighth grader going to high school or a sixth grader going to seven, mm -hmm. like it's a journey. We, we want you to feel empowered to take the journey. Um, know that there are people and a community and resources behind you to inspire and direct you as much as possible. But I like to tell parents at some point, you are not the leader, but you're the, the guide. Mm -hmm. So we counsel and we guide. Mm -hmm. So it's like that, no, 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 get back this way. Mm -hmm. But it's still, well, why? Mm -hmm. Why did you do that? Why did you want to? Where are you going? I thought about, um, I was sitting here, I'm not that old, but I like the movie The Breakfast Club. Oh. <laughs> because you see all of those different the people. <laughs> Yeah, you have to. Yeah, Look, I, have yeah. To a, I have to give that disclaimer. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That's a very good movie, and um, and they they are they're they're like middle old. So yeah, so yeah, we don't talk about it. Yeah, so we won't talk about it. Yeah, no, not at all. But when you watch the movie, it really is mm -hmm. all these different people. Like you said, have all these other mm -hmm. labels. And they're all forced to spend a Saturday afternoon together. Mm -hmm. And then they walk away being friends and being understood and being heard and being seen mm -hmm. from having Saturday detention mm -hmm. that they didn't want to experience. Again, yep. I know. Don't judge me. Yeah. And then there's wisdom that comes with age. So I don't mind. Mm -hmm. I, I, yeah, I'll well, embrace that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, I have to go. I have to go back to look to see when the movie was first. Oh, um, that's what you're about every yeah, that's what it was. It was 1985. Ooh, that wasn't even a thought. <laughs> I didn't watch it while it was released. Now, <laughs> no, that's we nice. didn't watch it when it was released. <laughs> but you know, we watched it 20 years later. Yes, you know, yes. for educational purposes. Yes. <laughs> but you know, it, it's one of those that that that's really what yeah. we want them to take away from it. Mm -hmm. Like seeing each other in a different space in a different light, mm -hmm. and then also not having a study teacher but having yeah. that experience where oh we have an engaging conversation oh so I always saw Whitney as such and such or I saw mm -hmm. her as such and such but now we're on the same page we can connect about something and take that with them when they leave and and you know and it's important because they have to understand you know so many times and you said you're gonna have people in a community a lot of times you know young people are guilty of it older people are guilty of it we see people when they have arrived and we don't know the backstory. Mm -hmm. And so we're like, oh, they have it so good. And you don't ever, you know, there's so many stories, so many, you know, we, we're seeing you in, in, in your time, in your light. But that person had struggles. It, it, it wasn't, oh, 
um, you know, you know, I, I, I did the song, um, you know, let's use Pompa as an example. I, that's what you I was know. thinking about. Oh, see, you know, like, um, I mean, he had he had his struggles. I mean, he come up with your name and then a, you know, now it's his time. But he had bumps along the road and, and I'm sure and he still has obstacles. Mm-hmm. And so when you see people, you have to understand that, you know, there's a story behind every person and people don't just arrive people work to get to where they have gotten to um i grew up with a grandmother that taught me you know don't ever envy somebody else's shoes because you don't know what they did to get them and you don't know how the foot bun in them Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. so and I'm, i'm hoping that when you get those children in the room that they understand that you know you may see somebody who's popular in school but they may that may be a facade. Mm-hmm. They may be they may be hiding, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, trauma that we don't know about. Right. And so, um, you know, I hope that your summit is a success. Um, Thank you. you know, so um, registration is free. Yes, registration is free. It's Everything free. is free. Every, All you it, gotta do is it's like free, free, and yeah. get them there. <laughs> So, and I'm pretty sure if you contact the right person and you have any transportation issues, we could get them there for you. Yeah, yeah, because it's free, free. It's free, free. I like so free, free. We we are always open to volunteers. Okay. Um, not the volunteers I want to spectate, but the volunteers who want to pour love and passion and pureness into what we're doing. And that that's important. Yes. Not the volunteers that want to come and watch people cheer in and and judge them and criticize them. I would be the one but, to send you home. But volunteers that want to come and empower children and show them love, empathy, support, and all of that good stuff. Yes. I want to thank both of you, you for coming on. I want to thank Neville's listening audience for tuning in. And as always, it's always a pleasure for me to be here filling in for him on WTJX 93.1 FM, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. That does it for today. Bye-bye. The views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters. I'm Aisha Roscoe, host of Weekend Edition Sunday, where we're not just interested in what's going on in the world, but why it's happening and how. Details are important. So are different points of view. We're dedicated to bringing you the stories behind the big events and the small ones, too. Join us every Sunday morning for Weekend Edition from NPR News. Weekend Edition, Sundays at 8 a.m. on WTJX FM 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. News happens all week, all around the world. If you want to understand what this French election is all about... Four candidates are running unopposed, and three of them met reporters Thursday. Whatever the outcome of today's elections, the secessionist genie is out of the bottle. News, analysis, perspective, music, books, and sports, too. Saturday on Weekend Edition from NPR News. Weekend Edition, Saturdays at 8 a.m. on WTJX-FM 93.1.